Coming to you from New York City. This week and every week, it's the Ben Kissel Show. Um, should we just start the show then? Yeah, let's start it. Oh, yeah. It's getting extra <laughs> creepy. Welcome to the show. I'm Ben Kissel, joined by Mike Coscarelli. Thanks for being here, Mike. All right. Today's guest is Dan Fo- Dan Fogler. Let me restate that. Today's guest is Tony Award winner Dan Fogler. That's good. I'm glad you, you put that prefix. Tony Award winner. You're the first Tony Award winner we've had. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> Probably uh, the only. The only let's one be we'll, honest. we'll ever have. Yeah. Dan Fogler. What, what? Come on. Look. You, you know? No. We don't know. Well, you, only you don't one? think you'd have another on? No. No, only one Tony Award winner a year. <laughs> At least for 2015, we're all filled up. Wow. We were talking about the Bruce Jenner interview that was uh, that aired yesterday. Um, mm. It was it was done by Diane Sawyer. I'll tell you, I, I'm not a big Diane Sawyer fan. No? I mean, obviously, all the questions are pre-approved and pre-scripted. So they say interview. It's really just a uh, you know a code word for saying sentences that are going to make uh, Bruce Jenner utter um, you know future. Um, you know, things that are meme-worthy um, oh. pretty much is all that it was. But, yeah, I mean, they asked the same question over and over and over again. I th- I, I saw about five seconds of it. Mm-hmm. That's and- a good. That's all you needed to see. I'm telling you, it was two hours long and the same question, are you gay? Is and then the, what, the yeah. biggest, and it's like, no, he he said that he wasn't, well, at the end of it, he came out as asexual, and we're going to talk about okay. um, that in a second, Dan. But the biggest response, the biggest shock came when he announced that he was a Republican. That was Diane Sawyer, like, damn near shat, shat in her depends, mm. and it was pretty amazing. The fact that the man is transitioning into a woman, not a big deal, and I don't think it's a big deal. We should move on, and frankly, I think— I, they, was, I was amazed that the, the, his skin was just amazing. Well, that's some tight skin. I figured it out. He looks like a, a young Sigourney Weaver. Yes! And usually when you go into a plastic surgeon's office, they show you a series of celebrities, and they mm. say, circle the one you want to be, as if it's a place lineup, but instead of finding a felon or a person who stole uh, your purse, you're finding the face that you would like to have yours become so i think he went with the sigourney weaver wow but we were talking uh outside who would you go with oh i would go with a um i would go with a um maybe a a, a jason bateman maybe really? jason bateman something like that well no uh chris chris conley chris o'connell <laughs> chris o'donnell chris o'connell <laughs> yeah the fat kid from stand by me well he's he's skinny now well i want him now you want him now. Yeah, I want his face now. Maybe a, uh, I always wanted to have a nice chiseled jaw and, oh. and, a, and, a, and a sharp You got nose. a pretty good jaw, dude. Yeah, it's not chiseled. It's wide. What are you fucking talking about? There's a big thing in the middle of your chin. Yeah. All right, all right. How about yourself? What what celebrity face do you want? I mean, you're already a celebrity in your own. You know, I'm taking your face. Then no, I can be like, I have the is... face of Tony Award winner, Dan yeah. Fogler. You know what? who I would want? This is who I'd want. I'd want Nicholson circa... 1979. So you want to look like you're hopped up on crystal methamphetamine <laughs> at all times. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you were talking about outside... Um, in, <sighs> hello? Jack Nicholson from 1979. Are you with us? How's everybody doing? Oh, man, pretty good. I can't believe you made it through the studio. You are sweating bullets. I came through a goddamn time portal that I opened by doing so many lines. I can't believe it. Where are we? What years? Where's Natalie Wood? <laughs> I can't answer that. I take the fifth. <laughs> you have any caviar and some bubbly and maybe some hookers? And uh, well, My voice is way too deep for that. Yeah, it should yeah. be a little bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like he's right here in the room with us. Thank God he's not. We'd all be stabbed to death. Actually choked to death in a large sandwich. Just jam it down our throats and then eat it afterwards. Danny? Yeah, this is what I call eating like a bird. Jabs a sandwich into your mouth until you die, and then he pecks it out with his tongue. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, everybody. Thanks so much for being here, Jack. It's my it. goddamn pleasure. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> the future. You know a lot about the future you follow a lot of different mayan cultures and uh of mm. course we actually met Who, me or nicholson you oh, you okay. dan folk uh, uh mr nicholson had to go back to 1996 i guess he hopped over <laughs> during the clinton administration yeah he went to the clinton administration he's gonna get blown in the lick in the in the lincoln bedroom really quick by hillary or something which we kind of excited i haven't even done that mm. <laughs> that was oh. terrible bill poor bill this is getting crazy <laughs> Hey, good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> I thought that was. I thought it was going to be Hacksaw Jim Duggan for a second. I was kind of hoping Hacksaw would have shown up, but that's okay. We got a we got a less deceased Robin Williams with us. Robin, how's heaven going? Oh, it's a little bit stinky up here. <laughs> I don't know. It smells like a bunch of god farts. Oh, what? Well, I don't know. It's just God up here, so he doesn't care. It's just me and God. Oh, I see. It's just God farts up in heaven. Robin Williams hanging out with God farts. Which, oh, everyone yeah. else is in hell. Sounds like a heavy metal band from Iowa. Ladies and gentlemen, we are God farts. We're here to rock you. And destroy your nasal cavity. Da, 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 da. Mm. Did you uh, like that? I love the peaceful sounds of somebody hopped up on cocaine. Mm. Reminds mm. me of my childhood. Just want to go right to sleep. The future is here. The future is now. 2015. Asexuality is in. And uh, androgyny is big. Yeah. What was the culture that you were talking about before the show that you said predicted the future would just be a series of androgynous uh, a lot of the, human uh, Yeah, yeah. No. Um, uh, a lot of the uh, actually secret societies. Um, and you said in a lot of sci-fi, actually, they, they mm -hmm. predicted that in the future, mm. which is basically now, yeah, is that there would be a lot more um, uh, people um, who would be somewhere in the middle, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. interestingly gendered. You somewhere. like to, you like to expand your mind. You like to do some drugs and things like that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I hope we can talk about that. I don't want to. <laughs> Hell yeah! I um, spent the last year talking about how many drugs mm. I've done. Ayahuasca is this drug, and of course it takes place, uh, mm -hmm. you have to go, where do you go to get good ayahuasca? You know, the same way, if you want good cheese, you go to Wisconsin. If you want, you know, really bizarre hats, you go to Disney World. Where do you go to get the best ayahuasca, which is an hallucinated, a hallucinogenic... A hallucinogenic. <laughs> an hallucinogenic drug. Uh, Google it if you don't know what it is. Am I allowed to say hallucinogenic? Yeah, you can say hallucinogenic. vagina. Okay. Mm. So um, if you really want the, the real experience, you go out in the middle of like... Uh, Peru somewhere and you okay. find some shaman to hook you up with some the real stuff but you know when I did it um, I was like I was in the mansion in, in New Jersey <laughs> right right yeah they're doing it like every weekend man they're, they were they're, that and peyote and there's a whole spiritual movement then there I mean any given any given Sunday, you can find right. some people doing that. So the wealthy 1%, I'm calling them the 1%, not I'm calling it right lot, now. It's not just the 1%, man. I just happen to be in a mansion, but uh, right. that was, that's that that's where we ended up. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was, no, 
it was a friend's house. But uh, but other people are doing it, you know, um, on their crappy apartments <laughs> on the weekends. I know? mean, I would rather do it in a mansion. I feel like you yeah. want to do ayahuasca. You want to do it in a nice place. In a mansion or in the middle of the woods surrounded by yeah. nothing but nature. And I need plumbing because, you know, you, you <laughs> do a lot of shitting and puking. I heard this. So ayahuasca, for those that don't know, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, you know a thing or two about it more than I do. <laughs> yeah. But you go, you meet a shaman, which is somebody who went to Phoenix Online. They got they got a degree in, in shamanism. <laughs> sure, yeah, however and, they got it. However they get it, they just have to wear bizarre uh, you Or know, they went outfits. to this, you know, seventh ring of some other dimension. And... Whatever, they jumped off a cliff and they didn't die, and now they're a shaman. Right. And you take they a... thought they were a bird and flew across America and came back. That's my, is that a bird in the sky? Oh, no, that's just a shaman. Um the uh, so they take a series of different roots and things like that. They smush them up in their mouth. <laughs> No, they regurgitate like this a bird, into a cup. It? This is what I've heard. Oh. They regurgitate these things into a cup, and then you swallow. Then oh, they the they give it, it to you. What like they do, yeah, like a like a bartender oh, gives you. A, they put it in their mouth. They put it in their mouths. They chew it up. They spit it into a cup. They give it to you like a bartender Did gives a, a, a drunkard a shot of whiskey. You swallow it down. Then you profusely vomit, like you were saying. You poop all over your pants, and then uh, <laughs> I didn't you poop see on God. my pants. You didn't poop on your pants. No, I missed my pants. Oh, good for you. I got it right in the toilet. And what a wonderful but they trip have these it was. little buckets in front of you where you can puke, and there's like a puke master like takes a, who's also tripping their balls off, but they're responsible. To, I feel about like, taking the puke and l- pulling it and putting it in a like a hole and, and oh, like burning it or something. What? How short does the straw have to be that you draw for you to have to become the puke master of the trip party? Well, here's that the just thing. seems like the worst. <laughs> no, position. that's a fucking honor. Is that an honor yeah. to be the puke master? Yeah. You're like the shaman's right-hand man. Wow. Okay, let me tell you something about ayahuasca, because I think even though we made it sound fucking crazy, it, uh, there is, it's got DMT in it, and that's, okay. the, that's the most important thing. It's the, it's the, um, it's the dream molecule, and, and DMT, uh, Joe Rogan talks about this stuff. He knows what's up. Uh, right. It, it's apparent in your brain when you die and when you are born, and a little bit leaks out at night <laughs> when you sleep. Right. Uh, so what happens is is that there's DMT in everything. A lot of uh, or, or organisms have DMT, and um, so they find it in this plant, and you take it, in and obviously it puts a lot of DMT coursing through your brain, and, right. it, and it allows you to uh, dream and become really feel what it's like to become one <laughs> with everything. You know, people could talk about that, right? But people have experiences like. Oh my God! I I was a planet, right? Right. I was right. sitting there in the middle of of the vast space, going boom, boom, right. And that's all I needed, you know. People like actually feel what it's like yeah. to be like a plant. I would like to be Kirby, from uh, Kirby's Dreamland. <laughs> you know what? If you set that intention in your brain yeah. and you take that ayahuasca, yeah. I mean, there's a strong possibility you can be Kirby. And then I just want to inhale beer. You, do you drink heavily with ayahuasca? or? Uh, well, you're, or you're ralphing a lot. You know. So How many times do you You vomit? feel like you're drunk. You do? Yeah, you start to feel like you're like a little boobily-bop-bop. And then you're like, ah, I don't know if it's working. And then the next thing you know, you're, yeah. you're ralphing. And then, right. and then, you know, you may you may puke a couple times, but here's the thing. Right. The, See, I'm, I'm going to say currently not selling it super but here's hard. It seems like a lot of vomit, why, a lot of dookie people, so far. So why do you do it? Why do you do it? How, why do you do it? Because it's going, the plant, You have, if you have an intention, you say to the plant, like, some people go, man, I, I want to 
quit this addiction. Right. I want to um, to cure this disease or something mm-hmm. that I have in my and, and or, you know whatever. The plant, if you, if your intention is pure, it will fucking go in and cure your ass, man. And that's yeah. what the vomiting is. It is going in and helping you purge whatever disease, whatever addiction, whatever. And that's why people put up with it because it fucking works, dude. Does it work? Yes. What's an ailment that it's cured you of? Um. Oh yeah. Uh. Well, I had like a kind of like a a, a bad eczema because I was having uh, too much uh, sugar. You know. Tell and me. A about, lot of people yeah. have that issue. You yeah. know, A lot of people, and they fucking cured it. A lot of people are going to dermatologists and they're giving them all sorts of cortisone and bullshit. Right. This thing cured it in one dose. Yeah. I, yeah. That's amazing. I just watched a great documentary. It's called Fed Up. Have you seen it? Uh-uh. It's on Netflix. It's all about big sugar. The government's right. complicit in our obesity epidemic. All of these, uh, <coughs> you know, all of these diet snacks—they're all just jam-packed full of sugar. It's disgusting. The the uh, the sugar subsidy is absolutely huge, and the sugar um, special interest is extremely powerful. But uh, but you're right. I mean, you know, sugar is the is the cause of a lot of problems, Yeast. and the only thing that can combat sugar is ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's the only thing. It's the only thing. Some people can just stop taking sugar. No, no, no. You need ayahuasca. Trust me, I'm. A I mean, doctor. listen, if if yes, that's what I needed. Right. Did you experience uh, with drugs at a young age? I started uh, smoking weed when I was like 13, 14. Um, oh. Or were you more of a studious kid? Oh God, no. I started smoking pot. Um, like probably junior year of high school. That's when you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good weed or, uh, it was uh, sometimes it was good and some you know it was like it was always Russian roulette, you know, yeah, like whatever yeah, yeah. you got, you know. I it, loved it, it. You know, it was hard to find it. The strangest thing about smoking weed, you're uh, you're from the city, right? You're a Brooklyn yeah, I'm a kid. Brooklyn guy. Yeah. Um, I'm from Wisconsin. The best, the thing I miss the most about Wisconsin is shitty weed. Because you used to make a hog's leg. That's something that Henry Zabrowski usually says, referring to joints. You could make a massive joint right, right. for like 60 bucks, and it was all shit weed, but it totally got the job done. And nowadays, the weed is so damn expensive, you yeah, got to smoke okay. little pennies with it. Yeah, miss a big old but fat, is it, is junky it, joint. Yeah, but come on. like, I mean, it's fun. Like, hey, we're having the party. Right. Look at this gigantic torch of a joint I yeah, made. Exactly. Know? That's fun. But but I'd rather have that pinner where I get blasted out of mm-hmm. my mind just with the one pinner. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, though yeah. I roll gigantic joints anyway. Well, yeah. You, but get... you don't have to roll like a caveman leg joint. Oh, come on, but it's so fun. It is, but that's all Jesus, that's a lot of carbon and smoke and, and Are that. you talking about the environment right now? No, I'm talking about all that shit going in your lungs. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I used to, in college, I would get these, like, I would make these enormous, like, like, wiffle ball bat size joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would get these, I would get these papers, it was just like, oh, yeah, we'll get, like, a patchwork joint. Like, these, like, leopard skin papers and, like, paper. (laughs) And, like, and then, like, halfway through it, (laughs) you're just like, holy crap. Right. I am more fucked up from the different kind of, like, designer funky papers that I put on this thing that I have from the weed. From, like, the leopard skin papers? Yeah, leopard skin papers sounds extremely intense. I used to get those all the time because it looked funny and it looked good, and, and it just it didn't enhance the joint in any way. No. It was actually even harsher. The papers were just, like, cardboard. Right, right. Are you sure it wasn't actual <laughs> leopard skin? Were you smoking a leather joint? or? Yeah, maybe I just got so high that I just chased that fucking leopard and ripped his skin yeah. off and wrapped it around some weed and then smoked it. Where'd you go to college at? 
I went uh, in the, the safari uh, in uh, Africa. No, really? I went. I went to uh, Boston University. Balls. Balls University. Ooh. And then I directly after that, I did Balls of Fury. Okay. No, um, I went to Boston University. Boston. You son of a. F- you dickhead. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. Boston strong. That's the. That's where. Uh, w A. That's where fucking Stern went. Yeah. Oh, awesome. There he went. Yeah. Uh, did you? What'd you go for? Did you go for theater and all that stuff? W A B C. It sounds to me like you did because you nailed it. You yeah, nailed I did. the call I, did. I went to. Uh, I went to theater school. Yeah, acting school. And it actually paid off for you. The majority of people who go to theater <laughs> yeah. school, they just end up, uh, you know, waiters or random car salesmen someplace. They do not prepare you for the real world. Yeah, were your parents happy with the theater school, um, with the desire to go to theater school? <laughs> they were like, well, at least he won't go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be way, something way, way worse. Yeah. Where people get- exactly. He's going to hypnopause. <laughs> He's going to hypnopause everybody. No, He's no. going to go enter the most traumatizing profession on the face of the planet where you're constantly told no on a daily basis. But uh, at the same time, you have to My sing dad- and dance yeah. and be a funny song, man. My dad wanted to be an actor, so... He's like living vicariously through me. I oh, that's awesome. That, so it worked out. So he's very proud of all your work and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's, and then, yeah. But there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Riding on it. Well, I mean, you got You to, better get that EGOT, boy. You better. You better bring those EGOTs home, boy. Get them EGOTs. I mean, you, but you, I mean, I feel like you're living up to the pressure, you know? Again, Slowly you, but surely. You got that Tony Award, bro. What's that Tony Award I'm, doing? I'm well on my way to my EGOT. <laughs> EGOT, damn it. Um, the, uh, the Tony Award is... Um, what does a Tony Award look like? It's a medallion. It looks oh, it's like a medallion? A big, big coin with like mm. a... You know, d- drama faces on it, and there's yeah. like a. It's like <laughs> I don't like you a medallion. Can spin it. You can spin it. It's oh, on okay. like a harness, and you can go. I had it in my possession for maybe a day or two, and then I, I, I gave it over to my parents. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were like, "Give us that Tony, God damn it!" Did and they pawn it yet? No, they have it. <laughs> they should have. No, it's a. It's in a <laughs> shrine. They have a shrine to me. They have a shrine to their yeah, son. That they pray to every day. <laughs> <laughs> they light incense. Where's your ego come from? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're praying to it, and it just grows every day. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, what's it called? Um, remember in uh, uh, Major League? Love uh, Major League. Uh, <laughs> what was he praying to? Kuato Mobato. Uh, <laughs> what was he praying to? Big balls. Big balls. Um, yeah, big balls. He was what always, was he praying yeah, to? He was all like, Solami wants rum. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Give the, this weird thing, rum or something. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. I got Give I it got, a heater, Ricky. I got into a lot of trouble for doing the big ball uh, bass dance uh, when I, you know, you just walk around and uh, pretend as if you have massive testicles. And in reality, they look like <laughs> balls of a man who has major testicular cancer, which is really nothing to laugh at if you think about it like that. I always think about Johnny Dangerously. I never I saw Johnny Dangerously. I'm goddamn. A, I'm a big Michael Keaton fan, and I've never seen it. Oh. And I'm very, very sad about it. You should go back and see it now and just be like, holy crap. Oh, my God. That guy's a genius. He is a genius. I love Michael Keaton. Who did you look up to growing up? Michael Keaton. That was it? That was it. Because I'm with you, dude. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if you're joking or not, but it was like. No, it, I, I love Michael Keaton. The best. I loved. Nicholson. So the two of them in the Batman movie was like holy schnazzle. So great. What do you want? You who who you going with? You're going with uh, Ledger. Um, oh, what, what Christian Bale Batman? Or you want uh, you want Christian Bale? Christian Bale Batman to me is just like 
I don't know what you're talking about. Take some estrogen. What happened to you? You're going to throw your voice out if you keep on talking like that. What's wrong with my voice? It's just so deep. I want a cookie. Well, me want cookie. Can you ask politely? No. Oh, well, you still get a cookie because he's a multi-billionaire. Yeah. Do you- well, now I get you a cookie. He's, that's Christian, Christian Bale. I can't believe he was like, Oh, you idiot. What movie was that? No, no, that was when he was going off on that guy. He was like, Are you just putting your brain in your buttons? You know, and he's just like going off on this guy. This poor grip who didn't light something right. If you haven't heard, this was the, uh, this was, this was before it became in vogue for celebrities to release rant tapes. Uh, Christian Bale screamed at somebody. I believe it was over lighting because, uh, Terminator movie. Was it the Terminator movie? He yeah. really freaks out on this guy. Uh, so, you, know, you know how freaking hard it is to do this and try to concentrate and you just walking around by people. Right, and it's like, Christian, this is the Terminator movie. They're going to CGI your entire face anyway, so it doesn't matter what happens. Yeah. But uh, so you're going, you're going to go with the Nicholson, Keaton, Batman combo. <laughs> no, I love Christian Bale. No, yeah, no, I love, uh, yeah, no. Are you kidding me? Keaton, Nicholson, I mean, I, I can't deny my childhood. Um, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but, um, uh, but oh, my God, like, um, Ledger was was legendary. Yeah. Did you ever get to meet him? I never did, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he lived right uh, right in Brooklyn. He did. A lot of people live in Brooklyn. Yes, they do. <laughs> that is very true. He lives right by my, he lived right by my brother and his husband, and uh, they were bragging about living by Heath Ledger, and then he died, and I'm like, what do you got now? You know, yeah. why are you paying the high prices now? Heath is dead. <laughs> you got nothing. You got a shitty Chinese restaurant and Giamatti, a CVS. Giamatti's there. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, baby. I love Paul Giamatti. Who doesn't love Paul Giamatti? You've worked with a lot of people. You've, yeah. worked, you've worked with a lot of people. You've worked with a million people, One man. million. Congratulations. Huh. Do I get an award or something? <laughs> you want you another Tony Award? Your, yeah, I want. A, you want another Tony? Award? I want you. I want the you've worked with your millionth celebrity award, <laughs> and then suddenly all these confetti things and balloons mm-hmm. and yeah, and Bob Barker comes out. Yep, I'm you gonna, did it. I'll give you a pair of my underwear coppered. I'll copper it and send it over to you, and that's, that's your big. I'm your millionth celebrity, and I'm pretty Dude, low on the list. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has to put their okay. I who's know, who's one of you? I wouldn't. I, 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 it doesn't matter. I you're gonna saved it for like yeah, yeah, yeah. someone's better. Like you someone like a Jessica Alba's underwear mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you blew it. You're gonna Fuck, get a thirty-eight. I didn't, know the rule. I didn't read the fine yeah. print. You're getting some copper thirty-eight size boxers, my friend, and it's gonna be disgusting. Shit, I already work with Jessica. Alba. Okay, let me. You think. worked with Alba? Yeah. How was she? She was a delight, on the eyes and um in the personality. What movie did you work with Jessica Alba uh, Alba on? Elbows, elbows. Jessica, Jessica El- elbows. I work with Jessica elbows. Yeah, hey, Jessica elbows. Get out of here. <laughs> she, she killed a man with her elbows. Different careers for <laughs> De- De- Jessica elbows and Jessica Elba have totally different lives. It's really sad. You know, a last name matters. Um, I'm Jessica Melba. I made Melba toast. Anyway, I don't know. That went off for the. I rain. love a good Melba. What's toast. going? I hate Melba toast. I don't even want to talk about it. What the fuck? Let's talk about my Kickstarter. You want to talk about Let's your talk Kickstarter? Let's talk about Brooklyn Gladiator Kickstarter. All right, so we got the Brooklyn Gladiator Kickstarter happening here. You sent me a text message saying to donate. <laughs> I am $10,000 in credit card debt. 
um, but let me support your your <laughs> yeah. your hobby. I said, I said either that or spread the word. Yeah, the man who's worked with Jessica so Elba. Spreading the word. He needs my money. Hey, man, let me tell you something. Kickstarters. You know how expensive it is to make comic books? Okay. A lot. You know how expensive it is to have a little baby and wife? A lot. Well, you know how expensive no it is to have No one forced you to agent? have sex with your wife. Yes, they did. Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. We were, this was an arranged You have two kids now, right? Our child is the Antichrist. No, what did you say? You have two kids, don't you? No, I mean. Just the one? Well, there's 18 on the way. Holy, it's real, it's a Duggar situation. We did, we did an over-fertilization thing. You did? Yeah. Powerful sperm. We just dropped her in a vat of my sperm (laughs) for a week. (laughs) And then uh, we served her on Passover. Oh, that's a. Like a filterfish. Yeah, which is another way to clear, uh, to clear up your eczema. Just get dipped into a bathtub full of Dan Fogler's semen, and you're going to come out totally cured. You'll vomit as well, much uh, like you would if you took ayahuasca. So that's fine. You're working on a lot of more independent projects. Don Quixote, which is an amazing Don movie. Peyote. Don Peyote. Don Quixote. Don Peyote. Oh, it's a play on uh, yeah, I, you Don it. Quixote. If I had just called it Don Quixote, I think it would, it would, have, been, it would have been like a plagiarism thing. Oh, that's right, because there's a movie called Don Quixote. There's like several things called mm. Don Quixote. Don Peyote. Mine's Don Peyote. What's that movie all about? That came out in 2014, right? Yeah. It did well. It's fl- nah, well, <laughs> uh, people are talking about it. It's a movie. It's a it, Dude, in the independent world, it... For the it came out, people know it. There were awesome people in it. Yeah. It's out uh, in like in Europe and shit like that. It won. It did well. So and I think it's on. Isn't it on Netflix yet? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's on Netflix, iTunes, uh, Amazon. My other movie too, uh, Hysterical Psycho, is out there too. They're, they're yeah. floating around. You can and these find are it. movies that you're producing on your own, right? Yeah, which is why I have to have a Kickstarter now. Right, right, right. Because right. I'm, I, you know, I put my own money. Hundreds of thousands of dollars into pro- I can't do it anymore. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. I can't do it anymore. Give Dan Fogler your money. Let's talk about producing movies. But first, where do you where do people go and find the Kickstarter? Let me tell you something about Don Peyote. Because I did Don Peyote, because I got the Plug amazing- the Kickstarter first. Because I- okay, you got it. The Kickstarter. <laughs> Talk about Don Peyote. I'm done. No, no, no. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Do you want anyone to give money to this I thing? I do. Okay, I then do. talk about it. No, I'm excited about it. Brooklyn Gladiator is my, um, I, I did a book called Moon Lake in Moon Lake mm-hmm. Volume 2. That's like Twilight Zone on THC. That's with Archaea and Boom. Okay. So this Brooklyn Gladiator, those, you know, it, it, they t- they cost a lot of money to make those books. The artists, I have several artists and writers and Right. Are these it graphic novels or those uh, are graphic okay. novels? Big juicy delicious graphic novels over at RK and and uh, now boom. Now I decided I'm going to make my own like Star Wars. My what's my Matrix? You know, so yeah, that yeah. that was uh, Brooklyn Gladiator and um, takes place 20 years in the future. Okay. Um, and so you, everyone's uh, asexual <laughs> and androgynous. There are some like that. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, and uh, our hero is um, he's this. Mixed martial arts, uh, MMA guy, um, parkour guy, um, and uh, he is like the Robin Hood of this universe. Okay. um, And if you like uh, conspiracy theories, and and he very much likes spreading his seed because Ah. in this in this world in the future, they're very much trying to. Lower the population, lower people's sex drive, and at any point in the movie, does he utter the sentence, "I've got bathtubs full of cum"? <laughs> I'm going to put that in now. Okay, thank God, thank you so much. I think the villain says it. The Great. villain, the villain says it uh, in probably the sixth, um, the sixth season of the, of the TV show. 
Oh, this is a television show. Well, it's going to be. Okay, okay. And I just see it right now. Right now it's a comic book, but in our sixth season of television show, I'm seeing Vincent D'Onofrio jumping up, screaming, We got bathtubs to come! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. I can see it. He's crushing Daredevil right now. He's he's a great villain in Daredevil, D'Onofrio. Oh, he's he's awesome. I've dug D'Onofrio... Um, since uh, Men in Black, when he yeah. was some raving lunatic, in yeah, that. yeah, sugar uh, water, more sugar. sugar. Uh, no, honey, your your face is falling off your oh, hat. Oh, oh, oh. Honey, uh, your face is falling off. It's my favorite. I love that chick in that movie. More sugar. Uh, he's very, that he got, and then Christian Bale took that and went with it with Batman. Exactly, and of course, it all comes back to Big Sugar, and they're killing D'Onofrio in that movie. Your face is falling D'Onofrio, off. D'Onofrio got diabetes from that movie. Isn't that sad? Oh, that's sad. That's sad. So, so Brooklyn Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to Brooklyn Gladiator. Then we're going to talk about producing movies. We're going to move on to Don Peyote, so everybody okay. has some uh, uh, some index some here. Index. So, yeah. you know, it's if you like conspiracy theories, um, I, I basically took a lot of the the issues that we're dealing with today, uh, like the weather, and it's constantly overcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you believe in the harp machine and uh, all that stuff? You, yeah. Oh, harp, I know all this. Yeah. Harp is in it. I mean, it's we call it sharp. And it's, okay. Yeah. So it's it's if you don't know what a harp is, it's basically it's exists. You Google it. This man just brought it up out of the blue, and uh, mm-hmm. it's. We, yeah, go ahead. If you want to uh, listen to a full episode of the last podcast on the left, we we covered it in an episode, and uh, it's very very interesting stuff. A lot of people believe that the uh, you can go on, but a lot of people think the government, for example, Hurricane Sandy, it's like the weather dominator from GI Joe. Right, they think they put up little explosives, they direct the weather, and uh, and that's yeah. why Hurricane Katrina, Sandy, and these things happen. Earthquakes. To be, they basically yeah. take this uh, harp is a high altitude aurora radio project. They take all these. Uh, radio towers, they put them in a cluster and you can focus this high density radio wave beam um, at the ionosphere, bounce it off the ionosphere into fault lines and make earthquakes. Right. Um, which so, they say has been happening since like Nam, and also like cook clouds and make tornadoes. So right. in this book, um, they very much are controlling the weather. Okay. Um, we, they haven't seen the sun or the moon in a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe that's because um, something is wrong with the sun. You know, maybe it's giving off uh, fucked up radiation or something, mm. and and maybe it's for their own good. But no one's being told that. So they're trying to protect us from all the uh, maybe the radiation or whatever. Who knows what's yeah. the right yeah, yeah. thing, right? Uh, maybe it's maybe we should be getting this fucking radiation because it's part of our evolution. You know. Sure. So, let's get us more. Let's go back to tails. So who are they? Yeah. To, well, or maybe uh, leap forward to fucking psychic abilities, which is happening Ooh. with the. The main character, John Miller. Okay. Even though there are, they're trying very hard to block out um, whatever kind of new radiation is coming down. People around the, it's kind of like a Kira. People start to have psychic abilities. So cool. John starts to, it's he basically becomes a Jedi essentially. He's like yeah. honing his psychic abilities, and he's got uh, one up when he's doing parkour and when he's kicking people's ass and like death matches and shit like that. And, oh, um, man, I would love to have Jedi uh, abilities. I'd just go up to everybody in a Taco Bell, and I'd grab all their gorditas <laughs> out of their hands, and I'd raise them up, and I'd just put them all in the trash right in front of their faces, except for one. I'd eat that one. Yeah, right and in front like, of If everybody. I'm not eating, all your food's going to the trash. Yeah. I'm the world's worst Jedi. Hello, I'm Ben. I'm Dan. 
here we are. So your lead character is developing powers. He's yeah. figuring out what's happening he's in figuring, the world. Well, he's you know he's kind of like Luke Skywalker in that way. He's like he's he's very new at it. And during the course of the story, he becomes a badass, like a master of his abilities by the end. Um, he they're building a wall. Um, these they have these nanites. Yeah. America has uh, cornered the market on microscopic robots building things for everybody. No one has to work anymore. They're building a gigantic. A wall around America to keep tsunamis out, and because so as as white rednecks often say, Mexicans have taken their jobs. Now Mexicans will be like, Nanites took our jobs. There you go. That's pretty much correct. That's exactly. And that's right. not racial. That is the uh, economic statement no, about modern day slavery. And uh, when stuff like uh, marijuana, beer, um, heroin, any kind right. of drugs or anything, uh, ayahuasca, it's all outlawed. Um, mm. And the government issues this stuff called smog. Which is this gray cotton candy that people smoke, and it and it's amazing. Okay, super addictive. They get super enlightened, um, but it also makes them incredibly docile, you know, docile, and right. keeps them at home, and and, and it right. fucking castrates them, and fucking, you know, it keeps them, yeah, yeah, yeah. it keeps them in their little apartment watching videos and smoking shit all the time. Right. And our hero is like, fuck this shit, I gotta. This is this they're they're they've taken away all our rights and. Yeah. We're just living behind this shell. And not only did they take them away, I would assume, like we see on a daily basis in this Nobody, society, we give them away right. on a daily basis. No yeah. one cares. Right. You know, right. so, and because they're getting the, the bare minimum, you know. Oh, that's great. Well, that sounds super exciting. So uh, where do people <laughs> find the Kickstarter? Um, on uh, Kickstarter. You can, you can uh, wait, wait, what, tweet you, me, tweet me, uh, at Mr. Dan Fogler. Okay. I'm, I'm tweeting it all the time. I'm on Instagram. Um, and uh, you can... At Mr. Dan Fogler is the best place. Yeah. I'm talking about secrets and lies and, and uh, this Kickstarter all the Secrets time. and lies. Check out the Kickstarter. Make sure you donate to that. Dan needs your money. He's got mouths to feed secrets and lies. <laughs> the first porno I ever watched, which is a true story. You've obviously worked for a lot of big, uh, you know, big studios. You've done a lot of different big movies and things like that. But now, like we were talking about with Don Peyote, you um, financed that yourself. You produced it yourself. Yeah. What are some of the benefits of producing your own work? Um, well, I mean, you, you take the cue from, uh, Coppola, you know, who was just like, or, or, you know, Kubrick, uh, these guys, Coppola specifically was like, there's too many fucking cooks in the kitchen. Right. I want to make my own vision. Um, so you really, as, as an artist and as someone who wants to see something, see your own vision through to the end. Right. That's, that's why you do it on your own. Um, it's, it's, you know. There's pros and cons. You have to basically What's find the big, everything. The largest pro. Distribution and stuff. And The largest pro yeah. is you limit all the cooks in the kitchen. Right. And um, at any time were you, um, you know, the, the thing about having multiple cooks in the kitchen is theoretically one cook will come up with an idea that you didn't have and make the dish better. At any point when you were making the movie on your own, were you like, I it would be nice to have a, uh, a a different person come in here with a different perspective, or did you feel like you pretty much had control over the content and you understood well, where you wanted to go? That's with the it? thing you have you have control over when you want to bring that person in, right? Right. As opposed to just fucking sitting and waiting for you know a hierarchy of people mm -hmm. to like, okay, money, okay, so we got the money together. That's the other thing is like we did it ass backwards, so right. we started shooting. Because the first part of the film is documentary, so I was just like, we can just shoot that now. We don't need fucking money. Right. We get the money later. Um, so that you know, we were very Cassavetes, run and gun. 
you know, we'll figure it out as we go. We, we're, right. we're getting lightning in a bottle here. Just go shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. And I agree. I think that's the way to do independent films. Um, and who were some of the people that you were interviewing for those segments? Um, people like uh, uh, Daniel Pinchbeck, yeah. who wrote like the the 2012 book, Return and, of Quantaquiddle. Yeah, like Quetzalcoatl. And... Daniel Daniel Pinchbeck. He's a very nice guy. I still don't understand fully what he does. He gets paid to be a thinker. Yeah. Um, and he got a million dollars from uh, Warren Buffett's son for to think, uh, which I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. So you interviewed Daniel Pinchbeck and all, yeah. so a bunch we of different interviewed futurists. shamans and, yeah. and uh, economists and and um, people who were. Basically, like uh, you know, survivor survivalists and right. Um, so basically, going along the whole course of Warren's my character's uh, transformation, where the first part of the movie is is he's going to all these wise men and wise women. Right. Like, when is the end coming? And if it comes, um, what the fuck should I be doing? And you know, like, right, he's right, trying right. to like be prepared for the end of the world. And yeah. And then the second half of the movie is like he realizes, oh my god, if I keep on worrying about this shit, I'm going to help the end of the world right you know happen so yeah so you got to be you really got to explore that world without studio heads being like i think it's too far out there for the mainstream they would have shot it down a million fucking times and what were some of the more difficult things that you realized when you produce a movie on your own you're just like this it's i mean it's i'm I'm an i'm an artist and i'm so right-brained and you know basically so you finish your baby you basically got all the vision that you want into it and then you hand it over to people that you hope are going to fucking get it out there right so distribution is the most difficult part yeah getting getting yeah and and uh you know you gotta raise you gotta raise the money to um you know for press and and uh you know it's it's tough and the other thing is like let's say you have a studio movie right and you put millions and millions of dollars in the press Something yeah. like Balls of Fury, which was sort of your big break movie. That was your first. Would well, you no, say that let's was? Let's talk about like, um, like let's talk about. You remember that movie, The Island? Uh huh. Okay. With uh, uh, Leonardo? Uh, no. Uh, oh, oh, no. I'm thinking about the one with Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor. Okay. Okay. So you have like a movie like that where you have you ha- that movie did not do very well. Okay. Okay. Um. Um and. You have you have two major fucking stars in it. Right, right, right. At the time, he was uh, in Star Wars. Yeah, uh, she was so fucking hot at that at that moment. Yeah, it was a big sci-fi movie, huge press. What happened to that movie? Right, you know. So it's such a fucking crapshoot. But then you have something like The Big Lebowski, which is in theaters in 1998. Mm. It totally bombs. Two weeks, it's out Did of the it? theater. It totally bombed. Oh, my God. And it didn't get popular until um, it, it was still VHSs at this point, and maybe some DVDs. I didn't know. Um, and then they not. actually re-released it after it got a huge cult following. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So is that, as far as, what is well, your like, strategy like, then? We In yeah. a world of Netflix, you know, which, you know, I was talking to my friend about this recently, a show like the Trailer Park Boys. We would have right, never right. heard about the Trailer Park Boys without Netflix, and that is one of the funniest uh, episodic comedic, uh, comedic series I can think of. Right. And never would have heard of it. Right. So what is your model? Um, thank God for Netflix. Thank and, God. And right. Hulu. And, right. Because, you know, yeah, man, I did a show called Man Up. What was that uh, show about? That was um, that was on ABC, and it was a, it was a comedy. It was a single-camera comedy. Um, they gave it... Um, ten episodes, and they yanked it, and mm-hmm. um, people fucking love that show. It was right. getting good ratings. Right? Why they yanked it? No idea. But 
it would have been that. That would have been the end of the fucking thing. I think they let. I think they maybe eight episodes gone on. Okay. Um, so let's say there was no Hulu or no anything. Right. People would have seen eight episodes. We made ten. I think maybe made ten or twelve. Mm-hmm. So those those last few would never have gotten seen. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of fucking work and a lot of money that goes into these things. Yeah. Now the show is on Hulu or or wherever the hell it is. Man up. And I get tweets all the time. Man, why did they cancel that? I fucking love it. Right. 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 You know, and so so thank God now the audience is huge. Right. So it's sort of a safety net for career disappointments in a lot of ways, right? That you have this sort of like, it's almost um, a rising from the grave situation. If Netflix comes, I mean, you look at what they did with Arrested Development. Of course, they're coming out with Full House. It was so funny. I have a friend and he's a family guy. He's my friend is such a nice guy. He's so rarely upset. He sent me a text being like, is it okay that I'm just really upset they're rebooting Full House? And I'm like, (laughs) no, who cares? Out of all the things to be upset about, let Full House be reboot. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Give Dave Coulier some money. Yeah, a little bit. Please. He's just about running out. What was one of the larger uh, career disappointments when it comes to cancellations? Because, again, like you were saying, man up. You're proud of the show. It's doing right. well in the ratings. You you can never feel like you have any sort of stability in this business. Um, was that one of the one of the, one of the I've had largest? I've man. Oh, my God. You want to hear the, the the biggest one? Of course. This is, this is very big. I mean, uh, yeah, I'll tell this one. This is... Uh, we you know that movie um, Take Me Home Tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so they shot they shot that movie. Um, we we did it. I get a call. I get a I get a I had this I got had this message saved on my phone for a long time. I get a call from Brian Grazer. Okay. From uh, Imagine, you know Brian Grazer. Yeah, of course. Got spiky hair. <clears throat> Him and Ron Howard. You know. Um, so. Dan, this is a seminal film. Um, this is you are a seminal actor. Mm-hmm. It's the most times I've ever heard the word seminal. I'm not even sure what the word means. I think it has to do with semen. Oh, okay. No, it it's like seminal is just like um, a movie that like kind of brands itself and like kind of like a, a Breakfast Club or something. Right, or right. Like a, it you know, defines like, you forever. Defi- yes, yeah. yes, yes. You're the next Molly Ringwald, <laughs> which you always want to hear as an actor. <laughs> right. is you're the next Molly yeah, Ringwald. Well, whatever the fuck. Can I be Judd Hirsch, please? Sure. I don't, it, whatever it was, it sounded good and um, left me the, the nicest the nicest message. Um, I want to hang out with you. This is right. like, I want to hang out. Your character is awesome. Le- um, so the movie gets shelved. Very soon after that. So, and now. And why? Up- because somebody high up watched the movie, watched the cut of the movie, and his um, kid was in rehab. Ugh. And there I am snorting a million fucking lines in the movie. Right. The guy shelves it. So now. Because he's dumb. Last, last I heard from Brian Grazer, as much as I love him, he doesn't return my phone calls. Um, right. And, um, and uh, you know, Take Me Home Tonight finally got. Uh, picked up later. 2011 it was released, right? Uh, yeah. Um, and it, so it was on the shelf for years. Really? Yeah. So And then it finally ekes out and, and it has this kind of like damaged goods kind of thing going on. Right. With it. It, it was happening during the time of Lohan, so it was very sensitive. So that was something right. that I was just like, man, what if that came out at the right time? And that just speaks to timing, huh? 
I mean, it has nothing to do with you. That's your, the your hierarchy, role. man. That's the hierarchy. Getting... But if this, if the, if that executive would have seen this three weeks before his dumb, dumpy, wealthy son who had too much money because he was a bad father and was never home, if he would have just seen it three weeks before his son went into rehab, he would have greenlit it, and it would have gone. Supposedly, the, that guy was that was in that audience with everybody. Everyone was celebrating. They were like, "Oh my god, it's awesome!" Right. And they come up to that guy afterwards, like, "What did you fucking think? Did you see the audience? They're freaking out." He's just like, "Fuck this picture." Crazy. It's crazy. So then, how do you rebound from that? You just keep going, man. Yeah, you take some ayahuasca. You take you some try ayahuasca. To a, you get, try to fill a tub with semen. You just try your damnedest to fill a tub with semen. Right. And then you get seminal. That is, it. It is just so crazy. <laughs> But it's just crazy, the people that pull the strings. Everything is so personal, right? Like, uh, it's not personal against you, but it's personal to the Everything is personal to, uh, to them. So if you catch these people on an off day, oh God. they didn't have their coffee, or maybe they had too much coffee, right. or they had a bad, you know, they got into a car accident, whatever it might be. Yeah. If you catch them at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. Your head's hanging off. And this costs you, where do you think, do you, have you, I mean, there's no reason to look back. There never is. But do you ever fantasize about what would have happened if that executive was just like, best movie ever, let's release it and see what happens? Yeah, so I, yeah. I'm, I'm, what if that movie came out at the right time? What if it was supposed right. to, came out when it was supposed to come out? Right. They would have they would have given it a, so much press, they would have fucking said, you know, this is a seminal movie. You know? <laughs> seminal we, 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 we would have been on fucking the cover of Rolling Stone, I mean, the way they were talking about it. Right, so, right, right. You know. Uh, and yeah. so after that experience, then you were, was that one of the... Fanboys, too. I mean, I, I've had a lot of experiences like that, so I wouldn't right. say I'm I'm. What j- happened I'm with jaded, fanboys? Fanboys was all, also got shelved, man. Um, you so know. you make this entire movie. You spend millions yeah. and millions of dollars on these big budget films, right. and they just... Why Why did fanboys get get shelved? The guy was a Dallas Cowboys fan, and they suck, or what? <laughs> no, wait a minute. No, um, uh, Weinstein, you know, the whole Darth Weinstein thing. I don't know. I have never heard of Darth Weinstein, nice. but I love the. Well, there was uh, I love a, it. It was a beautiful thing, actually. So, um, we did the movie. The Weinsteins wanted to take it apart because um, the main character, one of the main characters, Linus, is sick with cancer. Okay. Okay. They were like, "Oh, it's too dark, too fucking dark." So they wanted to take the whole cancer aspect out of it. <laughs> so but that's then you, the whole movie, so right? And now we're just so then we then they screen it and they're just like, okay, so these guys are just assholes tearing across the country, <laughs> destroying people's property for like no fucking reason, <laughs> like, right? What, these guys are assholes. So, then, so they so took like out this, the entire heart of the movie. Yes. Yeah, so then all the fans were like, Darth Weinstein put the heart back into the fucking movie, right? So it was a beautiful thing. The fans basically got that movie back to where it should have been. That's totally insane. So after these studio experiences, you just said it's better off to do it on your own. Yeah, at least try to do it. I mean, it's just just a fucking battlefield. It's so hard. But um, I recommend that if you have a vision that, yeah, you you try your damnedest to do it on your own and to fill that tub full of semen. Got to get that tub full of semen. It's just, man, you know, you win a Tony. You win a Tony. You would. How do you think I won that Tony? I don't know. It's it's theater, so there's three ways to do it: acting, buttermouth. Can I just say real quick too? You know, oh my god! Is, well, hey, you talk. Not, I talk some. Mike talks. The this is not going to add anything to the conversation. <laughs> All right, go for it. Fanboys. <laughs> I saw that movie uh, a couple years ago. This is I think adding. it's an You're excellent adding. movie. Thanks, man. It's really, really good. 
So there's, you know, just blowing some smoke up your ass. But I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was great, man. Thank you, Mike. Mike Coscarelli, everybody. I liked how he added so, that. No, fuck I everybody that doesn't like that movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> People like it. People, you know, here's the thing: is that it sold a lot of DVDs. So, right. That's it, you know things work out, man. Yeah, yeah. You like doing that? You worry about what were you? What are you? What the fuck? What, 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 what are you? What are you? What else wrong with you? What's it thieving? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, you were where? You're, you're you're in that kung fu panda movie. You're, yeah. I looked at the picture of it. and I can't. Is it an ostrich? <laughs> Which, what, I've always wanted to play an ostrich. What are oh, you? I'm like a goose. You're a goose. Yeah, I'm like a. Like and you're a, Zeng the goose. You like doing Z- v- yeah, Zeng. Yeah. VO work seems to be the greatest thing for an actor to do. It's like this, man. You right. show up like you. You're in your you're in your tidy whities. Exactly. <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want. Tidy whities. That's the only thing I wear. <laughs> that way I can see the pee stains, so I know it's time to change my underwear. If it, I can't. You know, you should see me. Dark underwear. A couple blood stains too. Oh my god! <laughs> we don't have to talk about all that. It's like platoon down there. Mm. It's terrible. <laughs> Good morning, Viet. Well, you know, it's worse it's than a lot Vietnam. Of Vietnam references. Yeah, yeah. There was two of them. That's good. That's great. But I also mentioned it during Harp. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like the third or fourth one, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite government conspiracy? What are you? What are you on right now? What am I on right now? Or yeah. what's my favorite government conspiracy? Not what drug you're on. <laughs> what what's your favorite government conspiracy? Um, ooh. There's so many. I love the one about Kubrick, um, them NASA coming to Kubrick to um to uh um film and fake the moon landing. Do you think the moon landing was fake? You watch you watch what we know as the what the moon landing is, that video that we see, there's a lot of problems with it. Probably. What are some of the problems? Um, I know there's the speck of light that's not supposed to be there. Right, there's a... there's a. Um, At one point, a grip uh, has his hand in the shot, and then the guy freaks out him like uh, like Christian Bale freaks out. Someone's it. taking a whiz in yeah. the background. Buzz Aldrin's like, you have any idea how difficult it is? There's that midget that committed suicide. <laughs> On the moon? The little person that committed suicide? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's a lot going on. There's like a footprint. Um, it has like a Nike symbol on it, Ooh. and they hadn't made Nikes yet. That's cool. I know. I don't know. <laughs> the guy's wearing a no, Reebok pump. Like, specifically, the shadows are all wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, where the fuck is the sun, fellas? Right, right, it's like right. A, you're telling us it's over here, over here, and over here. And it looks like it's been shot. It's bad. It, it's like, I mean, nowadays, you look at it. Yeah. And you, with all our CGI and all that shit. We, you can tell it's it doesn't look right. The flag too. They say that the wind would be blowing the other direction yeah. from the where flag they shot is it. interesting. And I mean, what it, 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 what wind? There is no atmosphere. Or that? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. there is something wrong with the flag. I remember. Yeah, Once something's again, wrong. Not adding much. It shouldn't. That's be fine, blowing. Mike. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't no, worry no, about no. adding it, Mike. Don't worry about adding anything. I love the moon, man. That's why I made yeah. Moon Lake, and and uh, I got a thing with the moon. I think I'm I was a werewolf in another life. But uh, what would be your favorite project that you could do? The best thing that you could do, your final masterpiece that Ooh. would nail. You know, I mean, I'm a big, consp- I'm, I'm not a big conspiracy fan. I think there's actually the the truth is often more exciting. For example, 9/11. It just finally it's being known. We already all knew that the Saudis caused it, and there was an act of war, and we should have invaded that country and murdered all those terrible, um, racist, homophobic, uh, you know, terrible human beings. But um, the, the Saudis are terrible. They're, is that what is that what the they, Saudis caused 9/11? Yeah, they financed the whole thing. 17 out of the 19 hijackers were Saudi Arabia. Um, okay. But uh, what would be a thing that you would like to expose the most in a in a feature or a graphic novel or something like How that? How do you know they're Saudi Arabia? 
Oh, because there's a well, there's documents right uh, from the government it's that are just being, being released told, now. Man, how do you fucking know? Oh, it was the Saudis. I know it. Okay, I know it. I've you, done, okay, but look at it this I way. I googled maybe. it. Well, okay, so you googled it. Yeah. And now you're behind uh, a, a Saudi uh, war, right? No, I mean not anymore. I mean there's no we can't we can't go into Saudi Arabia because they have all uh, they got that sweet oil and really they're they're a fairly solid ally. Um, in the Middle East, they keep things sort of staple in their own weird little way. The, but they're um, a terrible family. The Saudi family is terrible. That, do you believe that the the planes came down merely from the uh, the, I mean, do you think the buildings came down merely from the planes hitting them? It's really tough to say because you watch it, and there are some explosive experts who um, would say that was like a trigger that the buildings were uh, as a safety device. If they were attacked, they they would have been demolition that way to save the city, which makes sense. Um, but I mean, obviously, Dick Cheney admitted to the you know shooting down the plane over Pittsburgh, which makes a lot. Of, I mean, you got to shoot that plane down if it's going to the Pentagon. Um, but the whole thing, I don't believe that they were holograms. I definitely think they were planes. But did they take down the buildings themselves? I, it looked like a pretty controlled demolition to me. But that would also make sense if you have a city that is a – you can't have buildings toppling over so on other buildings. It would have been much more devastating. Say that? I think we'll get to it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, people's, people's whole – bullshit would be exploded you know so they'll slowly release it as they're slowly releasing the fact that the saudis were behind it you know um i don't know who's behind it but i know that um well i mean we're all behind it just like the sugar epidemic and obesity in america the government's (laughs) behind everything that's not even that's not even a conspiracy theory what would be one thing that you would want to do i mean obviously you're covering it here in uh in brooklyn warriors brooklyn gladiators i'm sorry brooklyn gladiators yeah brooklyn gladiator a Brooklyn Gladiator? Brooklyn Gladiator. It's called Queen's Warrior? It's called Ralphie and the Marksman from San Diego. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that movie so much. Ralphie, stop shooting <laughs> me. But shoot I'm the Marksman eye. from San Diego. You're going to shoot your eye out. I've got bathtubs full of cum. That is my favorite. <laughs> Ralphie from San Diego. <laughs> Ralphie the Marksman from San Diego is one of my all-time favorite movies. I really... I double dog dare you to stick your tongue in that tub of cum. No! Mm. <laughs> he did it! I'm Bruce Jenner. Oh. Ralphie, get in here! <laughs> I'm Bruce Jenner. <laughs> Ralphie the Marksman. <laughs> Such a jackass. Um... <laughs> I'm Bruce Jenner. That's terrible. I don't know. Makes me want it Sonic for some reason. I want to suck down a Sonic flurry right now. A little slushy. Uh, something like that. But you're accomplishing your goals. Yeah, I mean. You're doing it. I mean, now? You're a hero. I guess a some, yeah. I mean, people yeah. tell me a lot that I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Dan- After that whole Tony Award thing and mm-hmm. the the, uh, the shrine that your parents built to you because marathon, of the Tony Award. I ran across. Um, you ran a marathon? Yeah, can you believe that? You did? No. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> you I was... mean, you could talk to me about heart machines all day and be like, yeah, plausible. As soon as you mentioned marathon, I was like, don't lie. Don't lie to me. God. Well, do I look that out of shape? No. I, I mean, I would, no. I mean, who uh, runs a marathon? It's impossible. One of the funniest sights I ever saw was a gigantic man who had just finished a fucking marathon, okay? About my size, six foot seven or so. Yeah, oh, and man. fat as a motherfucker. Ooh. Let me tell you something about his nipples. Tell me about them. Bleeding. Oh, 
not how it happens. Streams of blood coming out of his titties. No Be- one warned him. People between marathons. No one pull- told him. Between marathons and ayahuasca, they both involve <laughs> vomit. They both involve puke. I would assume a lot of ayahuasca trips involve, uh, you know, bloody nipples as well. But the difference is... When you're running a marathon, you reach back and you feel what used to be your friend's face. And you turn around you see that it's just some fat guy's titty bleeding out. Well, that's numb for you. <laughs> that is numb. That's the greatest... Uh, that is the greatest interpretation of what happened in Vietnam I've ever heard. It's like a marathon. When you reach back, you think you're touching your buddy's face. But it's just his bloody nipples. <laughs> oh my god all right brooklyn gladiator go find the kickstarter dan's done he's he's acting like uh i'm gonna give him the heath leather ledger joker whoa heath leather ledger joke yeah heath ledger Le- heath leather ledger i'm ready for my broadway show leather, leather ledger leather you just won another Tony Award. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to Disneyland. Oh, that's great. You're going to get a series of different... What is? It's, anyway, everyone's getting diseases at Disneyland. Really? Yeah, they're all getting some... Bizarre. I hope I get... I'm going for a Listeria this time. Are you? Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, all right, everyone. Well, try some <laughs> ayahuasca, you know. Find Dan Fogler on Twitter. Find me on Twitter. I'm at Ben Kissel. And um, make sure you check out. <laughs> make sure you check out this Kickstarter. It's going to be big. Donate five dollars or ten dollars or a thousand. Brooklyn or, Gladiator. There's not many days what's, left. What's the goal? Uh, what's your goal number? We want fifteen k. And what are you at now? Right now we're at six k. Okay, so it's getting there. Yeah. So we got to help Dan Fogler and his project. So goddamn, and listen, Darth we're, Weinstein can't something. shut down this project. And this was. I'm, I'm promising that we're making a fanboys. I'm going to help establish a fanboys 2 movie or a fanboys tv show if people fucking donate man all right i'm gonna make that fucking happen he's pointing at me right now it's very extreme i'm going to i can i'm gonna hang out with people okay for like money yep and they're gonna you have to get paid to do it okay that's fine no no i mean they're gonna they've if they sponsor this fucking kickstarter you get to hang out with me Mm. We smoke joints and beers and shit and hang out. Dude, it's great. I fucking call you on your birthday sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. I'll do it as Pacino. Oh, my God. It's the whole Dan Fogler experience. He'll yeah, knock dude. on your door. He'll this... knock on your window at 3 o'clock in the morning when you just want to wake up for work in three <laughs> exactly. hours. But he's going to be like, let's party. And then you'll be like, okay, I have to. I have to. God, it's such a, that'll be such a fun experience <laughs> for everybody. You wake up and I'm teabagging you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- I was so happy I gave $5 to that Kickstarter. <laughs> no, I get teabagged a, once no, no, a week. No, it's not just for $5. It's a $10 thing. That's a $10. $10 yeah, for a teabag. <laughs> 20 bucks for his butthole right on your nose. It'll be big. That's what he. Whoa, I'm gonna get off of this interview, and it's just gonna be like, ding, 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 ding. holy crap! We're throwing it out in the universe. Dude, I gotta sit on a lot of noses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Make sure to go to Cave Comedy Radio. Check out Abe Lincoln's Top Hat Last Podcast on the left, and the Round Table of Gentlemen. Check out Mike Coscarelli's podcast, Social Villains, as well. Uh, of course, Mike, <laughs> find Mike Coscarelli on Twitter and Dan Fogler. Support the Kickstarter, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks.